we're talking about developing a God inside consciousness and praying, speaking, praising in a language you haven't learned being the gateway to the supernatural. Acts chapter 8. Let's go to verse 14. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Or in other words, they were baptized in water. Then laid their, they hand, their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. When Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. He, he wasn't offering them money to, to get the Holy Spirit. He, 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 this man had, was a sorcerer. And, and he did, and he did signs and wonders by the hands of the devil. But then he got born again. And when he saw, when they laid their hands on them, that they received the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to ask you, how did he know? All right. Because this people have said, well, now here's one incident that they didn't speak in tongues. I beg you, pudding. <laughs> the people in one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake. Hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. I, I want to I back up. Verse 4, therefore they were scattered abroad, went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. Now what did he preach? Well, he preached Christ. I know, I know, I read. <laughs> what did Jesus preach? The Spirit of the Lord upon me because he has anointed me to preach. From the 61st chapter of Isaiah. Jesus preached that everywhere he went and then he preached his message. I can prove it by the written word. And then I have Brother Hagin's testimony in 1950 in Rockwall, Texas. When Jesus took him into heaven. And the Lord told him in that time that he spent there with him. He told him, he said... I preached that everywhere I went, and then I preached my message. Because, and he was telling Brother Hagin, he said, Now you're going to have to t tell the people that you saw me, and you're going to have to tell the people that I laid my finger in the palm of your, uh, of your hands and gave you a special anointing to lay hands on the sick. Because if they don't hear it, how can they have any faith in it? Right. And he said, I preached that message everywhere I went. Well, here in the 10th chapter of the book of Acts, the apostle Peter preached that he did. 
So that's what, that's what Philip was preaching, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Amen. Amen. That's all they knew. Why would you preach anything else? And they preached in the name. They preached in the name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Unclean spirits crying out with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them and many taken with palsies and their lame were healed. And there was great joy in the city. There was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And to the, him that had regard, because of long time, he had bewitched them with sorceries. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, so he baptized water, this man. This is a born-again man now. But he hadn't been born again long. And he's still kind of fouled up. Now, when the apostles were at Jerusalem, heard the Samaria received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid there their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. When Simon saw that through the laying on, see, he saw it. He saw something. When he saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given. He offered them money, saying, Give me also this power, that on whomsoever I lay hands, he might receive the Holy Ghost. Peter said unto him, Your money perish with you, because you have thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter for the Thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Matter. Greek word translated matter here is logos. Utterance. Utterance. He saw and heard them speak in tongues. So that just slays this argument that these people were baptized in the Holy Spirit but did not speak in tongues. Amen. That just does away with that. So somebody say hallelujah. Shama, shama, glory to God. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, amen. So you, you mark that one off your list. Praise God. They spoke with other tongues. He saw and heard it. And he wanted that, he wanted the gift of the laying on of hands. Glory to God. I don't blame him. <laughs> now then, let's go to Acts chapter 9, verse 10. Chapter 9, verse 10. Let, let's, let's back up here. Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, 
went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues that he found in any this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. Now, you know what happened in the third verse. Suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. He fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? He didn't say, why are you persecuting my people? He said, you're persecuting me. Yeah. Now listen, listen up. All of you in this room, all of you watching on the Victory Network, praise God, listen up. Jesus said, when you've done it to the least of my brethren, you've done it unto me. Now keep your gossiping mouth shut. Amen. Keep your judging mouth shut. You're persecuting Jesus. Well, I didn't mean to. I know you didn't mean to, but quit it. Just stop it. You may find out it's a habit that needs to be broken. Well, Brother Copeland, I didn't judge. Really? You mean to tell me that you have never said, well, if I'd have been him, I wouldn't have done that. If you'd have been him, that's exactly what you'd have done. That's a stupid statement in the beginning. (laughs) If you'd have been him, that's exactly what you'd have done. Meathead. <laughs> Let's get right back into this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now then, <clears throat> trembling and astonished, Saul of Tarsus said, What wilt thou have me? He said, Lord, that did it. That got him born again right there. Because he believed in his heart. He said it himself. In the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, he said it himself. For any man that believes in his heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and confesses him as Lord with his mouth, he shall be saved or made sound, whole, delivered, healed. Hallelujah. So now, now we, we step down here. And uh, there was a certain disciple at verse 10 at Damascus named Ananias. Now, where was Saul headed to start with? Huh? Answer me. Damascus. Well, now, isn't that strange? (laughs) He just thought he was going to Damascus. (laughs) On his own accord. No. Jesus needed him over there in the first place because that's where Ananias lived. (laughs) Amen. Glory to God. That's what I call going widescreen. <laughs> you see the little thing that bless you so. So now, arise, Ananias, and go into the street which is called Straight. Inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prays. 
and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hands on him that he might receive his sight. Now, he, he, he wasn't blind by sickness or disease or anything like that. His eyes didn't get injured. There, there was a, he was blinded by that light and the glory and, the, and he, he, he was still blinded by the light. Adonis answered, Lord, I've heard many, <laughs> I've heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to the saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the, here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on your name. But the Lord said unto him, go your way. He is a chosen vessel unto me to hear my name, to, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. I will show him how many great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Ananias went his way and entered into the house, putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me that thou might receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, now, wait a minute. The Lord didn't say anything about him being filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes, he did. When? On the way. He didn't quit talking to him. Just because he left his house and went over there where he was. He's still talking with him. Now, that's what Jesus said to him when he saw him in the vision and an eyes. But on the way... He obviously said, now I want him baptized in my spirit. So he carried out the mission. But it didn't say anything about him speaking with tongues. Well, 1 Corinthians 14, 18. <laughs> I thank my God. I speak with tongues more than you all. This Corinthian bunch is a tongue-talking bunch of people. The classic Amplified says, I speak with tongues more than all of you put together. Well, you know when he spoke in tongues. He put, spoke in tongues when Ananias put his hands on him. Because yep. he received the Holy Ghost when he put his hands on him. Yes. He got born again out there on that road. He put his hands on him and he spoke with other tongues. Yes. Amen. amen. Somebody needs to say amen with more gusto than amen. that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Acts chapter 10. Thank you, Lord. You get anything out of this now? Yeah. Acts chapter 10, verse 44. While Peter, oh, let's, let's back up. I don't, I don't want to just start there. Let's go. This is when Peter came to Ananias' house. Now, this is 10 years after the day of Pentecost. Mm -hmm. And up to that time, it was strictly a Jewish church. They either had not thought about it or did not believe that a Gentile could be born again 
or just, I don't think, had actually really occurred to them. They are really busy here. They've had 10 years of a lot of action. And then you know the story. Peter was hungry and he's up on the housetop and fell in a trance and he saw the sheep let down three times and, and then he, then he sent him to Ananias' house. Verse 34. Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation, he that fears him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Now here it is. <clears throat> That Jesus preached this message from Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. Excuse me. That word, I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. What was the good he went about doing? Matthew chapter 9. He went about teaching, preaching, and healing. He went about preaching, teaching, and healing. He did more teaching than he did anything else. Amen. In Nazareth there, he could do no mighty works. Didn't say he wouldn't, said he couldn't. Except he laid his hands on a few people, you know, had minor ailments. Which proved, man, that healing was his will. He, he really tried. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So what did he do? He said that was because of their unbelief. What did he do? He went about all of their villages and teaching, preaching, and healing. My name is Michael Capodisi, and I'm from Philadelphia. I was actually uh, looking for Bible colleges, even I put applications in at a couple, but just didn't feel comfortable about proceeding forward. And then uh, an internet ad that I'd seen about KCBC prompted me to look further into the school, and God opened the door, and, and currently now I'm here. And in my latter teens, early 30s, entered a, a season of great challenge. Um, exited prison, was lonely, broke, and unsure of what to do. No direction in my life. And, and fortunately, a family member turned me on to listening to a YouTube video on Brother Copeland. Hundreds of videos I listened to uh, alone in my room, late at night, waking up unsure in the middle of the night, and then again in the morning. Brother Copeland was so close to me, I called him Uncle Ken. Friends and family would call and say, what are you doing? I'm listening and spending time with Uncle Ken. And when I was unable to hear the voice of God, it was the voice of Uncle Ken that reminded me that I was loved, that I had a purpose, and God had a plan for my life. And you fast forward about 10 years is when I shared what the Bible school had opened. I called my parents who were partners, and I sought God. And I said, if this is a view, you'll open a door, both with the resources, the direction, and the peace that comes with making a sound decision. And so uh, he provided all three. And I radically left California, leaving family, friends, job, uh, another ministry that I was helping with. 
to start over here in the revival capital of the world. Understanding and listening to the teachings online changed my life. Being here has transformed me beyond words. I hate to refer to it as a school because really it's the Harvard University of, of Bible colleges. Having been here, it's more of a training center. I actually came prior to enrolling and wanted to see if essentially that if it lined up with what I was hearing on the teachings, not just the school, but to see if there was transformation in the people that were around the school and the ministry. And miraculously on this one Sunday, I talked to a couple people and you saw a joy and a happiness in their, in their eyes. They talked to me as people that expected prayers to be answered. I just heard of these wonderful testimonies from just ordinary folks that God transformed with an extraordinary vision. Listening to YouTube is great. Listening to Brother Copeland online and reading the materials is awesome. But being here and being trained by, by professors, you know, I've been to community college years ago and I had, and God bless them, but I had some teachers that were teaching business and never had had a business, right? So they were teaching out of a textbook in theory without the application or practical experience. It's the exact opposite here. You have God's finest and elite that could be heading their own ministries and yet to align visions with Brother Copeland, Pastor George, and Pastor Terry's and adopt that vision in single-mindedness come and are doing things that are extraordinary. I thought it'd be a bunch of khaki-wearing Christians running around that, that were scholarly and, and, and theologians and, and nothing can be further from the truth. It was, it was folks, I have classmates that are 18 all the way up to 77 from all different walks of life, different starting points, different backgrounds, and yet they've all gelled as one and welcomed me as family immediately. So no matter your age, no matter your culture, no matter your region, you come. Because Kenneth Copeland Bible College will change your life, transform your future, and launch you out in the ministry, prepared, equipped, and purposed. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.